Hello and welcome to I Thought You Were Special, the podcast where we talk about the music videos from the rock band Garbage. My name is Alice. And I'm Missy. Hello. Hello. So today we are going to talk about the four songs that were videos and singles from Garbage's third album, Beautiful Garbage. Um, so we, we've covered we've covered their, their self-titled debut. We've covered version 2.0. At this point, the band is riding high. They've had a number of hit ra- like radio singles, and, the, and, and their videos are doing well on MTV. And so this, there was a lot of anticipation for this album. Um, version 2.0 was released in 1999, and this album was released in 2001. Um, and so for me, as, a, as someone who had just gotten really obsessed with the band, I got really, really into following everything about them online that I could. And one of my favorite things was that on their website, um, Shirley Manson would write a tour diary, or not a, not a tour diary, Shirley Manson would write a studio diary basically every day for, for large portions of the year. Um, I, I, wanted to, I, I wanted to read you one, um, one entry from the studio diary from April 24th, 2000. I'm not going to try to do her Scottish accent because that's that's offensive. But um, here you go. The AC unit in the studio is broken, and it's sweltering, all caps, in the recording room. I feel like I'm going to off my head. Damn it, I'm in such a bad mood that I have no idea why. To add insult to injury, there is another band recording in the upstairs studio, and they are really annoying me. I can't even make a cup of tea in the kitchen without one of them passing a comment or trying to engage me in conversation. Dudes, dot, 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 dot. Not today, all right, all caps. Just because we are musicians in the same building together does not mean we have to talk. Leave me alone. I do not want to be your friend. The rest of Garbage think I should practice more tolerance and quit being a nasty piece of work. I think maybe they are right. I'm thinking of splitting early and going to see the Flaming Lips play tonight. I gotta get the hell out of here. P.S. Catchphrase of the day. Sometimes it's fun to be a cunt. I love her so much more. Just the amount of self-awareness where she's like... She talks about the band. They say I should be a lot nicer. Maybe I should be, but not today. I was really, really <laughs> obsessed with reading Studio Diaries. I was really obsessed with following it. And so this is the first album that came out while I was uh, while I was already a fan. And um, yeah, so let's get into our first single. I'll talk a little more about the album after, after that. Um, our first single is called Androgyny. Um, it is one of the songs off the album. The video was directed by Don Cameron. Um, I... Didn't really see much notable for him other than this. Um, the main thing you should know is that this single came out on September 10th, 2001. Okay. Duly noted. And here we go in three, two, one. Boop. Ooh, I like the guitar riff that we're starting out with already. Mm-hmm. I like this um, allusion to those nineteen like fifties pinup. Um, it's I'm trying to think of the word. It's like that tiki Tahiti sort of mm-hmm. like South Pacific yeah. vibe that it has going on with it. Mm-hmm. Got the other members of the band just sitting in rooms. Mm-hmm. And a music video called oh. Androgyny. She's she stepped through the woman, and then now she has a different haircut. Oh wow! A song about boys in the men's room, or boys in the girls' room and yeah. girls in the men's room. Yeah, yeah. Strap yourself in. There's a little more of this. Um, this I think was really around the time where where we started getting the like gender walls are breaking down articles in the New York Times that that they write every two years. 
Um, this is this is mm-hmm. also around the time of metrosexual. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I do. I was accused of being it, even though I was homeschooled. So that was a like contradiction impossibility. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we have Shirley kind of rotating on this thing in this like half. It's supposed to be half masculine, half feminine outfit. I don't really mm-hmm. know that it works, but. I mean, that's the type of shit though that I would absolutely try and wear to pull off because I love half and half. Um, yeah. drag or fashion, whatever you want to consider it. For me, obviously, drag. Yeah, and so as someone who who knew they were trans but wasn't out yet, this was a little odd to feel. I wasn't really sure how I felt about this song. I mean, I, I, I like the song itself, but mm-hmm. the, the, the subject matter, I don't know. Um, and we're going to really talk about that in the next song. Sounds good. I could see this being a nice, like, nudge for people who are exploring their identity. And hearing that statement could be, you know, very interesting. I'm, yeah, curious to hear your thoughts. Clearly, hitting me in a certain way just because of the uh, fact that this is still a relevant uh, statement back in, or now, or yeah, issue. Yeah, I suppose people that's true. Issue. It's not, it's so dumb. I do think I do think as trans people we were a little tired of talking about bathrooms. For sure. Although they've just graduated, they're taking our way our rights wholesale, so you know. Steps. I love how the band just stands still, like behind her. Yeah. I you know, I love suspenders. Yeah. I'm a Larry King sexual. <laughs> do you have to? Do you have to like identify your partners? Like, like you know, like um. Yes, and they have to let me know. <laughs> yes, they have to know their name line. and where they're from. <laughs> a non-person from the bathroom. You're next. You're on the line. Okay. How may I jerk you today? Um. Okay. Okay. So that's Androgyny. That was the first single. The album comes out in early October, but obviously, so September 11th happens, and. It's really unclear if or if or when any of the albums are going to come out because the whole country kind of shut down for 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 a while there. the The album was supposed to come out in October, I believe it came out it came out on time. I remember going to Best Buy and buying the CD and playing it in my car while I was driving home and not knowing what to think. Um, this was my first experience where this was like um like a, a band that I was really into and they made something that I didn't like. 100% aligned with in the same way I did their first two albums. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've re- the, I have grown... I've my, my affection for this album has grown a lot over the last 20 years, but it still is very much the black sheep of their catalog, at least in the early part of their catalog. Um, they kind of step even further away from anything they were doing on the first two records, especially the first record. Um, you'll see that with the rest of our songs. Um and yeah, I think this this album was kind of polarizing for fans. It did not do co- as well commercially as the um, as version two point um, and it, and it, specifically because it had all this hype behind it around, because they were coming off such a huge album and Shirley was becoming such a well known person. But um, we have to talk about the next single, which is called Cherry Lips parentheses Go Baby Go. Are you familiar with okay. the whole? Are you familiar with the the? oeuvre or the story of jt leroy um not by name 
by circumstances possible. You will have to okay. s- uh, tell me more about that. JT Leroy was this person who wrote these this book in the in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, I forget what the name of it is. I don't fucking care. The, the 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 basis of the book was it was it was basically like like their own story about how they were assigned male at birth, and when they were twelve, they had to go turn tricks at a trucker stop to survive. Um, because like because their mother had an abusive boyfriend or something, and they were getting they were getting raped. Um, they were, so this person wrote this book, J T Leroy, and they they made some appearances in public. And Shirley talks about meeting this person in in her diary, and then it's revealed later that the that the books were written by like a cis lady, like a, like a thirty year old cis lady, like like um yeah. And she had like she had like her cousin or something play the kid J- JT Leroy in person. Oh, you, the moment you have said this, I know what you're talking about because was there not a film with Kristen Stewart yes, and someone else in it? Yes, now I love I, yes, the I name, love Kristen Stewart, no, but, but I'm not going to watch yes. that because like so no. so so Shirley talked about this book on on the, on the Studio Diary, and I was I was like, okay, fuck yeah, I, I, anything she's into, I'm going to go get. So I went and bought the book, and I read it, and I remember thinking. This doesn't seem right, and I mm. I didn't know basically anything about sex work or like the trans experience, but it just didn't seem it, it, something about it felt weird to me at the time. And then and I never mm. and I kind of always um, had a skeptical view of it. And so then later when it got revealed that JT Leroy was not who he said he was or did not did not exist as a person, it like part of me is like okay, I was right. That was that was all pretty messed up, but. Unfortunately, what has happened is that Shirley wrote this song for the main character of the JT Leroy novels, and they still play it at basically every one of their shows, and she introduces it as their LGBT We Love You anthem. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of mixed on that because I, know, I, I, I kind of look at it from a, a view of like it's your, it's your supportive parent who's trying but is maybe saying the outdated thing or the wrong thing, but her heart's in the right place. And I kind of have to do that because otherwise this song kind of makes me throw something against the wall. Um, yeah, so let's um, – with that in mind, let's start the video. I'm, I'm excited for some wall-banging music uh, in a very different sense. Let's get to it. Yeah. All right. I am ready when you are. In the three, a two, one, boop. This is also the start of um, Blonde Shirley. She bleached her hair for this video and then for the following tour. Well, I like the electronic like bass beat so far. I'm listening a little bit to the lyrics in this one more so. Oh, a Mrs. Pac-Man machine. Of course, I wouldn't be distracted by that. So there are band members playing, but they are all invisible. Yes. Well, now Shirley herself is also an invisible person. So they have like green screen tech on that's just removing all of their skin from the shoots. So all the cameras are showing them, but yes. in reality, they aren't there. That's the concept for the video, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> say what you see, say what you see. God, I really don't like this song. I usually don't think about all this stuff, but in preparing for this mm-hmm. podcast, thinking about all the JT Leroy stuff just got me mad again. That's un- it's unfortunate that 
you know, stuff like that can get tied in when people present themselves and other people then take that on as a, an empowering thing. And then it turns out that the origin of it is dicey problematic or if not just bogus. And yeah. then what do you do with the void that's filled that you had by this representation that, mm-hmm. you know, stolen valor or whatever you want to call it. This song definitely got very busy all of a sudden with these bells in the background as well. Yeah. A lot of the songs on this album really kind of go over the top. And I like stuff that's overproduced. Yeah. If it's not... Like, in the sense of I'm not someone who's against studio producing and it was like, I just need, like, singer song. Sure, of course. Um, But this definitely seems like they were throwing what they could to the song to see what sticks. It doesn't feel like it's enhancing the song. Yeah, like maybe they needed an editor or a producer to bring them in a little. But yeah, so this so the so the album has both androgyny and this song. Was there other issues going around around in like the early two thousands in terms of transness that no. would have maybe Not really. affected it? No, nope, it just was in their in their purview. Yeah, I mean this was this was before. It was before Transamerica, which was the movie with Felicity Huffman. Um, and it was before any sort of thing. It was before RuPaul's Drag Race. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, Shirley just got bought in by this 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 JT Leroy novel. And, and we ended up with these two songs. Yeah, so... I just it just bothers me especially because the song is about a fictional trans prostitute and like okay yes she can overcome adversity by 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 continue, by just keeping forging on and and keep going but like I don't know I just like I'm I'm pretty skeptical in general of like gay anthems whenever like you know um we born this way or the uh the Casey Musgraves one but this especially is just like we are so much better than than this song about a fake sex worker made up by a cis woman. I don't know. Um, the video was directed by Joseph Kahn, who is a, who is a very well-known film, uh, music video director. He directed a lot of music videos in, in the, in the 90s and 2000s. He was, he also directed the Thong Song video. He also directed the video for Beyonce's Say My Name. There's like, if you just go on his Wikipedia, there's a ton of music videos that were notable from that time period. Um, but, Originally, they had gotten a concept for the video from Don Shadworth, who is the director of the special video, and her concept got rejected by the record label, even though Garbage was really in love with it. And Gar- and the record label basically forced them to do the Joseph Kahn video instead. And so Shirley's, uh, I have a, I have a, I have a, a blurb here. Shirley admitted years later that she regretted the Joseph Kahn video. We were quite literally blackmailed by our record company into making a video that we knew from the storyboard was a shockingly bad idea. Um, Duke thought that despite people thinking that the video was fun, the result didn't do anything for the song. The band claimed Interscope spent a million dollars on the Cherry Lips video and was made under pressure from the management through to the video commissioner of the label to keep MTV interested. We fought so hard not to do it, but we didn't hold enough cards, so we were forced to capitulate. And that was why Shirley dyed her, or bleached her hair the night before the shoot, was it was a protest. 
Weird and interesting. Yeah. That's it's it's always wild hearing those stories of forced hands from contracts and you know, cuz yeah, it did it definitely didn't feel like it had that heart or messaging that like a lot of the other videos had. Mm-hmm. It did just feel like there was a concept there, but it was I you know, I just I don't really know if you're trying to make an LGBT empowerment song, having you know your main people being invisible the whole time sort of is a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> a little weird business as well. Which yeah. again, again, as you said, the parrot trying to do nice by like saying, "Hey, these people are invisible to us. We need to give them visibility." But like maybe give them I visibility with them. You're giving the video them way as well. Too much I don't know credit for that. I think I think they thought this I'm was sure a cool idea, and and they were going to yeah, use that some, music some video su- with someone. Do you know what? I'm sure some. It was literally some executives that were sick of being called empty suits, and they were like, "Well, hey, let's just make an empty suits video. That's yeah. a really cool concept." And they just totally misunderstood what was going on. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, on the song? On the video? Uh, it is a song that, if we are going to put to the wayside, that's absolutely fine. Uh, I talked about in the middle about how it definitely felt in that era. Of you said it's, they're producing, they're trying new things. But I didn't feel any special attachment to it. Erko, I am absolutely fine with it being one that we just say, thank you for your, we appreciate the effort. Um, but now that time has passed, we have other things that we can simply, you know, put in its place. Yeah. Um, okay, our next, our next song is called Breaking Up the Girl. Um, this was actually, when I first listened to the album, this was the song I really fixated on as the one I really liked. Um, it's it's kind of closer to their, their their earlier stuff in terms of the guitar sound, but in general, um, I really I do really like this song and the video is 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 pretty interesting. Perfect. We are ready to go. I see a fisheye lend I'm opening here in three, two, one, boop. Slow zooming into a rose within a box. This was the cover of their of the album. Was a, was this rose getting kind of dissected like this? And there's Shirley in her blonde stage again. It is amazing how changing the color of her hair and shape of her hair really changes how her face looks. Yes. I, it, I struggle to recognize this Shirley compared to how I instantly recognize the other one. Yeah. It takes a lot of her features away, but it also could just be the makeup she's wearing. Mm-hmm. So I, she's in a white space wearing the fisheye lens, but the... Oh, as soon as I say that, we cut to a, um, a old, like, oh God, what do you call them? Big screen LED, with the LED very screen. pixelated... Yeah, LED screen pixelated, but it's like animated to look at that within the video mm-hmm. so it looks like that music video is on display in this weird art gallery that Shirley herself is singing this is conceptual and layered interesting yeah it's it's kind of funny to how lips against a black screen has just been so co-opted by Rocky Horror that anytime it flashes on there that's the first thing that I think of yeah Uh, she's on a car because people men love when women are on cars. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. This is so weird. I don't remember the car part at all from like watching this when I was much younger. <laughs> It 
this is interesting. I'm tr- I'm really trying to pinpoint this sound on the radar for what we've heard so far. Yeah. But these these last three definitely. I'm gonna say this. You, you can, can tell you can, they're all from the same them. album. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to insult them. I'm trying to, uh, you know, I don't have a music degree, so I'm trying to sure. just interpret intangible things in there. It has the same produced sound in the sense of the guitar, the bass, and the drum all sound very straight up and very basic riffs. The production side, in terms of the electronic things they're adding, is what they are trying to layer with it to give it uniqueness. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't have that, so it's not really holding it... It's not holding its own for me on this one. I'm, I've kind of... I'm like, oh, it's fine. Um, but it, 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 it sounds more like the sound that other bands were doing at that sure. time. I think, I think, again, for me coming into this, this album is so left field from everything they do. Um, mm-hmm. I this one just like this one sounded like it could have been a version two point B side, and so that's kind of why. This, I, well, this I, the the background noise I'm getting is like Foo Fighters um, learn to fly sort of like vibe from just the strumming and mm-hmm. the beat. Like it's it's that that era where rock was coming out of grunge. I mean, we're obviously in two thousand one, so we're very much post that. But it was trying to find its identity of what we're going to be musically in there, yeah. and it's in that era, yeah. Yeah, so far, so far, um, all the songs from from one in or self-titled up and two point have have caught me better than these yeah. ones. I mean, these aren't uh, these are not terrible. Like uh, these garbage songs are all better than average songs. So even like one that's it's a okay. man is to... like say a six point five versus seven. No, I'm trust me. I only, if I said it was bad, I would say it's bad. Okay. Um, but I like th- this is the kind of sound that is in the background. Like if this album was playing, I would be fine. I wouldn't be hitting skip right. on any of these yeah. things. The music videos, some of the visuals, yes, maybe, but not the sounds themselves. Right. So, so funny enough, the music video for this was directed by uh, what's his name? Um, why did I? The music video for this was directed by Francis Lawrence, who is okay. later known for having directed the last three Hunger Games movies. Interesting. That's a turn. I mean, not too much a turn because obviously people like Fincher, you know, had music uh, video careers beforehand, mm-hmm. but. Wow, I never would have guessed that if you had said, okay, what franchise did you... You said franchise would have been, oh, okay. Wow. Also directed Constantine and I Am Legend. Um, and he direct, he's directing... Oh, Jets. he's... Wow, that's... Those are two very visually heavy films. Yeah. Like, with very expansive world-building design. That's... It's really... I am now fascinated, and I'm going to look him up as soon as we're done talking about this, because I want to know more about what he did. I did not realize that. Yeah. And the video originally premiered during the premiere of the Daria movie, Is It College Yet?, which was actually the last oh. the last canonical piece of Daria media until the, the new show that's coming out. Um, and I was super into Daria at the time also, so it was like my, you know, my worlds are colliding, my favorite band, my mm. favorite, you know, show. Um and so that was great for that was great for for young Alice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so let's just let's just get to the last one from um, let's do it from beautiful garbage. I have a feeling you might like this one a little more. Um, cool, I think tonally wise, um, this song is called "Shut Your Mouth." Oh, what'd you say to me? Okay, <laughs> uh, ready when you are. So let's do yeah. this. Three, two, one, boop. Ooh, already. That is some heavy guitar. Mm-hmm. I like it. Boom. We got that LED screen effect again. 
Still blonde. A lot of heavy electronics with the beat, but it's good. Mm-hmm. I believe this is the opening track for the album. It's, it's like hard whisper lyrics. She's speaking a bit. Ooh, yeah. Okay, we've just got, like, through the chorus. This is already my favorite of the four that we've had so far. Mm-hmm. You were correct on that. Shut your mouth. Don't you. Shut your mouth. Dun-dun. Oh, good old, the record scratching. Yeah, very 2000. <laughs> Extremely 2000. Oh, yeah. I like it. Uh, beat is like that nine-inch naily sort yes. of um, where the drum hit has that like um, vibrato or whatever you want to call it. Yes, actually. So the, they were they were friends with Trent from Nine Inch Nails, and in one of the studio diaries, Shirley talks about going to see him and going to see him at, at their show. I think in Milwaukee and going backstage and meeting him. Oh, that's so cool! But, but yeah, they were definitely very into Nine Inch Nails at the time. Mm-hmm. She just has such a great focus. Every song, I'm just like, she never fails on that regard. Yeah. Even if I, again, if I don't love the song, it's just because it's like, oh, the beat is, you know, doesn't hook me in. But like, her vocals are always impeccable. I'm not sure if this is a rap, but I think this is a rap. Yeah, it's kind of. It's like Blondie when they say she rapped in Rapture. And I'm like, did she? But okay. Um... I, this is funny too because I just got like vibes of Pink from oh, yeah. her early career just with the hair. Well, yeah, she looks exactly like, like Pink the sound. <laughs> with, the, with the hair. It's very funny to me. Yeah. Again, it's funny in terms of things coming back again and telling people to shut their mouth because of the cable news nonsense and here we are. Like, I guess everything comes back every 20 years. Yep. Touch your mouth. I I am really getting nostalgia when they're putting the graphics with the old weather and stuff on it. I'm like, oh yeah, this is how everything that I looked like, or everything on TV looked like growing up to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is very 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I just will sit to myself and go, huh, we really did make just, like, images appear with a bunch of little red, blue, and uh, red, dots, blue, and yeah. green little dots mm-hmm. just over and over in patterns. And so it's like, hey, if we do this enough, bam, we got it. Yeah. Um, okay, so that video, according, I, I couldn't find a good source for the, the director of this video. Um, so one website listed as Elliot Chaff, who was apparently a hmm. young filmmaker. Um, and so the... 
Garbage Head originally commissioned a different video for this song. It, they, they commissioned an animated video, but neither Garbage nor the record label liked how it turned out. So they, they, they had someone put together this video that we just watched out of live footage that they had from their tour and then just doing a little bit of effects on top of it, giving it that LED signs and the um, like the like fake Bloomberg sock report um, graphics and stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's just about that's this is this is beautiful garbage. I mean, I think indicative of its place like they do play a number of these a number of songs not not so they play cherry lips a lot but they also play um a song cup of coffee off of this album mm-hmm. which is which is an album track um live fairly regularly but but not as many songs here as you get from the other albums um also this 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 album just had its 20th anniversary last year and for the first two albums they went on a big 20th anniversary tour and for this one they chose to release a new album instead so (laughs) hey happy 20th anniversary um here's this yeah (laughs) um but yeah um it was just it was have you had one of those experiences where you're really excited for something and then you get it and you're like i don't like this that much oh of course what was that for you uh i'm trying for me it's a lot of video games that i got released i was very much one of those ones that would get hyped and then would get it and you'd play it and then you'd realize oh you've reached the repetitive grind of it you know, and you're just like, this doesn't hit me the same way that, say, like a previous version mm-hmm. of the game did or as the advertisement hit. So, yeah, it, you know, in terms of music, I was just such a sheltered kid growing up that my biggest one releases that I was waiting for were Weird Al albums. Oh, yeah. Those always pretty much, like, hit <laughs> really well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think really just video games was was sort of where my era of, of disappointment came from. Yeah, I think I think it, I think it was partially for me. I built this up too much in my head. I, like I said, I was obsessively checking the website for new studio entries mm-hmm. and reading them every time they got posted. They, had, they she talks in the in the diary about write, uh, working on songs. Um, there's a song called "Parade" on the record, which is supposed to call supposed, the actual title of the song is "Piss on Your Parade," but I guess they couldn't do that. She talks a lot about oh. the, the recording of the song "So Like a Rose," which is the last song on the album. And I just remember getting mm-hmm. it and listening to these songs and thinking. I thought they would be so much more. It's just not doing it for me, and, and it was really heartbreaking. But, um, yeah, it was it was it was kind of surreal. But um, my garbage fandom endured, and and we're gonna keep going. We're gonna talk about their next album um, on the next episode of um, on the next episode of I Thought You Were Special. We are gonna talk about their their 2005 album Bleed Like Me, and I think you I think you're gonna be in for a treat with that one. Oh, I'm excited today. Now, you don't have to give me too many clues, but I'm assuming we take another directional shift from this album? Yeah. And is this a shift that Alice enjoys? No, but... Ooh, but Missy might... Okay, good. I'm very curious then. I'm very curious. We'll we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. A taste difference of splits. And I assume I am allowed to listen to the rest of these songs from this album. You're you're now allowed to listen to Beautiful Garbage if you want to. I would give it one listen... Um, there might be something yeah, in there. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, I want to hear the coffee song since they sing that mm-hmm. live. Yeah, and that that's a good song. Like I like that song a lot. Um, th- th- there are songs on this album that I like a lot. I, li- I do like "Breaking Up the Girl." I like "Cup of Coffee." Um, maybe those are the only two. But um, but yeah, it's it's this one was a little this one was kind of a heartbreaker for me when I was when I was a kid. I, I was a little sad about this. Sometimes the worst is when you go and see something and it's just so medium. 
and you're like, I really wish this was like almost worse so that I could like rip it apart right. and be like, oh my gosh. But you were just like, no, it just it it didn't hit like the first few. Right. Well, and also, and then, yeah, I like even if it wasn't what I expected, at least. I didn't feel like the compulsion to go and listen to this album over and over again the way I did with version 2.0 and, and the self-titled. It just didn't hook me. So, yeah. I guess that'll do it for us here at I Thought You Were Special. Um, Perfect. As we always say to end the episode, uh, fuck JT Leroy. Make sh- fuck JT Leroy. Make sure you don't write anthems based on people that don't exist unless it's like Paul Bunyan or Johnny Appleseed or other folk legends. I'm talking to myself in the corner. Bye! <laughs>